Melissa, John, listeners, all five of you. Hi! Aww. So nice to see you again. How is it? How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Uh, you know what? No hate mail. Just one hate uh, video. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, well, you know what? No one said anything to me. Have, have you heard anything? No, I was just kidding. Just that one exasperated video. I love that video. I absolutely 100% love that video. She did a great job with that. The only problem was there was no words. There was just a lot of facial expressions. Exasperation. You called it after you made your comments. Um, you oh, said, said okay, Amy, breathe. And she's, I think she's trying. I think she's still trying to breathe. But yeah, uh, yeah. listener reaction. That's not the only reaction you got from, that's no. two episodes ago now. Wait you got one from the last episode. Yes, because uh, I thought that I said, well, what did Stu think about, you know, my defense of his manhood because he's out there cleaning up poop. And uh, we did get an email and it says, Justin John, boy, did I love episode 62. I can't get enough of Melissa's husband, Stu. There should be more <laughs> focused content on his suffering slash neglect. Keep up the good work. It's amazing. I love it. Sincerely, dear listener. <laughs> so awesome told you he would fucking love that yes. told you he would love it uh yes, so what did you do to, what did you well. wait a minute hang on one second so what did you do melissa to, to ruin that what did you do to ruin his because i know you did ruined his joy yes ruined his enjoyment of it yes. no i didn't ruin anything you didn't I didn't ruin anything but things have changed in our house john i have to tell you now does, things are different does jessica know this no, I don't know. If she tell, read Trello, tell. she might. My daughter is a woman now. <gasps> no. It has happened. Yeah. It's finally happened. Well, it has I don't happened. Even know what to say. At the ripe old age of 14 and a half, she is a woman. So, of course, uh, it starts with, Mom! <laughs> I'm like, um, somebody better be dead or bleeding. And guess what? It was the Nobody was dead. <laughs> Nobody was dead. So so I sent her off to school with some extra lovin' and she came home to, of course, red velvet cake, red velvet Oreos, um, lots of extra treats and and special joy for um and our favorite Trader Joe's cho- whole chocolate milk, which is like you have to have with a fork, it's so good. Um and I, I did my best to make what I consider the worst part of being a woman, the best part of her day. So she's got a whole lifetime of it. It's not going to happen every month. She's not getting chocolate milk every month from Trader Joe's. She can have chocolate milk every month. Though. She can't? Does she get She can. No, hmm. she, no, she could have it as often as she wants, but the good one is at Trader Joe's. So Very interesting. I can't get yeah. there all the time. So yeah, that. we celebrated my baby becoming a woman. Oh my God. I'm yeah. horrified. Yeah, so I said to my mother who called... Yeah, so she doesn't need me anymore. My work here is done. She's a woman. And she said, just in time to take care of your parents. Wow. What? What What? does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean is right? Yeah, no. (laughs) Let me be clear. No. No. 
No, that's not how that works. And somebody said to me, you know, red velvet cake, um, this, that, all the stuff you did, that's so lovely. Wow, I wonder what your mother did for you when you got your period. Well, Melissa, what did your mother do for you when you got your period? Yes, tell us. Nothing. Nothing? High five? Nothing. I, I... I certainly didn't get any celebration or conversation or joy or no, it was nothing like that. It was welcome to the curse. I didn't get chocolate milk though, either. Here's some pads. I don't know if ask someone else how to use a tampon. I don't do that. And see ya. Yeah. Or here's my menstrual belt. And I was like, belt, this shit has adhesive. Now we don't, we don't play that game. We, what do you, what are you talking about? Belt? You're belting things on you. You don't know what you're talking about. Maybe that's the beginning of the end of her credibility with me when she pulled out a belt to fasten things on me. So is it like Uh, a thong? Is that what the the belt, what does the belt do? Is it like a thong where it goes around your waist and, you know, North and South, East and West? I'm going to guess in 1806 when they used actual rags for the expression of on the rag kind of thing, it was fastened into this harness. Do you ever go? Do you ever go climbing? <laughs> it looked like a climbing harness, yeah. and I I didn't even engage with it. I said, I, I think I got this. I think. I mean, the box explains everything. I'll be fine. Again, raised by a pack of wolves, I'm, I'm absolutely right. fine. Fend for yourself. Exactly. And I did. So we celebrated her yesterday. She actually started a job yesterday, too, which was very cool. Picking up poop? Um, She was not picking up poop. That's Stu's dream. Thank you for at least, I don't know, putting words to his dream. But she knows she works for my hairdresser, my my hair lady friend. Um, And she's answering phones, sweeping up hair, that kind of thing. She came home excited. I washed someone's hair today. And to me, that's kind of gross. But for her, she loved it. So, wow. That's cool. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to wash somebody's hair. nice of you. Yeah, so she had a great day. Weird, but great day yesterday. And today started with a two-hour delay because here in PA, you have no idea what to do when snow happens. So let's just put off school for a while until we could figure it out. Well, I think what they basically have to do is they have to clear off all the walks because in case someone slips and falls, then there'll be a lawsuit. So they have to wait. While waiting at a bus stop. Yeah. So, well, not, they're not worried about the bus stop because they don't care about the bus stop. They care about when they get off the bus from the bus into the school. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what they care about. All right. So that's what, because we had the same thing at five o'clock in the morning, my phone rings and I'm like, somebody's dead. And I looked Somebody, at the phone. Again, and, uh, better be dead or bleeding. Better, they better be. <laughs> right. And, uh, so then I, I picked up the phone. Too. Somebody fucking better be dead. And here's the thing. Remember back in the day, we used to have the numbers. We used to ha- listen to the radio. And it'd be, uh, the, it was the news station here. And everybody had a, a station. And ours was, our number for our school was 804. So you'd be listening to the news, uh, the news station. And they always had that ticker tape that, ticker tape thing in the background. I don't know why, because I guess it sounded like the news coming in. And they would say, all right, Gloucester County, 800, 801, 803, 805, 806. I'm like, what? And then we would never get called. I would be so mad. Well, there was another school, which was uh, was Woodbury, and Woodbury had no buses, so they never got off. They always had to come in, walk. They never had a snow day. Never? Yeah. 
Mm-mm. We used to live Never. so close to our elementary school and our middle school and really even our high school that nobody ever said pedestrian when we were in school. It was walkers. Yeah, we were walkers. We were the walkers. I'm like, there's white walkers? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? When I, when I got to U of D, like I, I mean, I lived in a place where it did snow, but like I had a car and I drove myself to, you know, like there was ample opportunity to not have to step in the snow so like when i got to the university i didn't really have like in fact i never even heard of timberlands i was just wearing like ankle boots and my feet were always cold my friend Catherine was from syracuse like the first time it snowed at university she's like what the fuck's on your feet and i was like what do you mean she's like who wears that shit in the snow and i was like well we would either have a snow day or i would drive she's like that's not what happens in syracuse y'all are just She's like, you guys are just ill-prepared. She took me to the mall. Show me what shoes to buy. She's like, yeah, they're 100 bucks. Fork it up. You need them. You need them. Absolutely. I did. I mean, I, I, I was like, you're right. I don't know why. I don't know how to handle snow, Mr. Syracuse. Mrs. You're, Syracuse, you're correct. Go Cuse. Cuse is in the house. Yeah, I have a pair yeah, of boots. So I not, never wear them. I, I've not made that mistake since, though. Now I wear Uggs. I and just, your feet are so happy because they're toasty, which makes the rest of you happy because they're you're toasty. Correct. I cannot function. In fact, one of the things I used to hate about playing in the snow as a kid was getting snow in between my glove and my coat. <sighs> the wrist, and getting please. snow in between my my ankle and my knee. Like if there was ever even just a slice of skin showing, but because you know, like your pants ride up or the boot, you know, the sock or getting your sock all the way in the toe. Yeah, when it like slides when down. That is a fucking, that is a buzzkill. I mean, these are such privileged problems. But like, as a kid, it was these little things that would torment me. Like, I would go to the beach as a kid. And there was like two grains of sand in my bathing suit. I would lose my marbles. I couldn't handle it. Like, I'd always be in the, the ocean beach trying to shake out my drawers. It was terrible. You just get more sand in it. The prince is in the pea over here. I am you- just so OCD about the most random things. And snow is one of those things. I you know hate, who's laughing I don't even want to take now? Isaac in the snow. Huh? You know who's laughing at us right now? Sam. Sam is mother? laughing at us Sam, right Samantha's laughing at us right now because up in Saskatoon, oh, I know. it's negative 22 degrees up there right now with well, a wind chill ridiculous. of negative like 27. So while podcasting in a vehicle, which do they, you, do did, they, have he- they did that yesterday. It was so cold there yesterday. Usually oh they God. do it Thursday nights. How, how are they not? Do they have heated seats? I got to tell you. This is ridiculous because there's no need. I can understand when they first started, they didn't know how to podcast. So they basically turned their phone upside down and hit record and they recorded on their phone. Well, now they have this uh, Zoom H6 recorder, right, where you can plug microphones. There's no reason to do this in a car. You can take microphones and plug them in and put headphones on and record just like we're doing right now. And they're like, we don't know how. And I. I, I just I want to sh- I start shaking because I'm like I'm right here, I'll walk you through it. I'll I just don't want. You need a, to fix that. Yeah, I don't want a frozen girlfriend. They almost died last year because it was like negative forty degrees there, and they went to a parking garage and left the car running for the heat on, and they almost they almost passed out. For, they had like headaches from carbon monoxide. Well, I think you're just trying to get her to the head injury point that you are because the carbon monoxide will have the same effect with the words and the memory and all of that stuff that your I appreciate your three that concussions I think. have had <laughs> you're trying to bring her to your level so the both of you could sit there and play jeopardy like this uh 
or uh first of all i'm very good at jeopardy i'm quick i take offense to that <laughs> although wheel of fortune stumps me Ugh. all right yeah so uh I- it's not really that cold here to be honest with you well, I was wondering if they had heated seats in there. It's car. cold. What do you mean it's not that cold here? It's not Saskatoon cold. It snowed last night. Did it not snow last night? Oh, yeah. You? Well, that's why we have delayed school opening. So while I was getting those those Oreos, those red velvet Oreos, I mm-hmm. discovered there's another Oreo out there now. John? Yes. yes. Have you seen them? Well, I saw a picture of them on Facebook today. The overstuffed? The well, there's overstuffed and there's, what are these, ridiculously stuffed or the ultimate stuffed. Are they of interest to you? Yes. Now, you ladies, again, don't know the greatness that you are sitting in front of right now. Do you mean the Oreos in a Minute Challenge winner? Yes. Yes. Then I, think I am we do the know. podcast, the reigning podcast champion of eating Oreos in a minute, one at a time. Ten, right? Yes, it was 10. How many of the ridiculous Oreos do you think you could shove in your pie hole in a minute? Probably. Challenge accepted. I think Scott can do like four. I think I could do six in a minute. I think I could do six in a minute. All right, when you um, take a day off of this diet, we'll do it. The hardest part of the Oreo eating is not the stuff, the stuff, because that goes down quick. It's trying to get those crunch, those cookies crunched up. That's the hardest part. The stuffing goes down, just slides down. That's not a problem. But when you got to crunch those cookies up, that's the biggest problem. And I probably would have got more when I did the 10 in a minute, except I started getting little (laughs) pockets of cookie crumbs in in my cheeks like a chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to kind of switch. It kind of looks gross, all that icing. All it is is like palm kernel oil, isn't it? It's fat. It's disgusting. It's vi- it I don't even like the you. little stuffing ones. I like just the cracker. Ugh. So I used to I used to separate it, eat one of the cookies, and then I would ask Stuart to open his mouth and I would wipe the icing on his bottom <laughs> teeth. <laughs> this is how when we were dating, we used to eat Oreos. I used to rake rake the icing on his teeth until it was all off the cookie and I would eat the second cookie and he would eat the cream. How romantic. <laughs> That's how we used to eat our Oreos. Aren't we adorable? No. Uh, the cutest. The cutest. All right. <laughs> I'm grossed out. They were de- they were delicious. The cookie's the best part. Um, I'm grossed out. So I forgot to tell you, when we were traveling last time, mm-hmm. well, I know that TSA is suffering for, on furlough for the most part. They're having a hard time of, well, everybody traveling is having a hard time because they're not being paid, which fucking sucks but you've made me promise not to be political so i'm, I'm going to i have no i have no touch. problem saying that the fact is that if i uh, was an air to, traffic you can controller talk about how it sucks and i was not getting paid i would not go to work right and I, even, if, even you if the cannot demand force people to in. work you can't force right. people to work without pay now they cannot see they have a no strike policy because they can't strike for better wages and stuff like that because that's what happened in the uh i don't know 80s when Reagan fired them all. But if you're not getting paid, they can't make you work without pay. Now they'll say, well, the pay is, you know, when the government opens back up, we'll give you your back pay. Well, then I say that every utility company, every mortgage company, and everybody should furlough all their bills until the government opens up. 
If you work and for the government. And I don't think they've promised that, John. I don't think they've promised back pay. They hope that there's back pay, but they haven't promised that. Then I wouldn't work. Why? You don't have. That's slavery. That is slavery. If you work for out without pay, that is slavery. We abolished that back in uh, the 1800s. So sort of. I'll tell you what. If the TSA and the air traffic controllers said, you know what, we're not coming back to work until we get paid. This this thing would be over in a day, because if you ground all the planes, the economy grinds to a halt and everything stops. Packages stop. Everything stops. Goods, services. If he if the Wait. air traffic controllers, the TSA decided not to come in and they had to do something, this thing would be over in an hour because Trump don't want any of that. I don't know why. Yeah, they don't I think do if it. I think if Amazon stopped delivering, this would be over in an hour. I think Amazon could fix this whole thing. I, I agree with you. I, I absolutely agree with you. Now, to be honest with you, if in my humble opinion, I think this is a, just a giant nonsense thing for both parties, and the fact that we, the American people, allow this to go on is ridiculous. Now, I don't know about you, but I called my congressman and my two state senators and said. Get together and compromise and get this thing done. All right. This is ridiculous. It's stupid. Here's the thing. It's a fight because one side don't want to give the other side a win. That's the problem. That's the whole problem. They won't give them the win. And they're so petty now. Everything's so petty. Okay. Well, guess what? We You're going to shut the government down. We're not going to let you do the state of a uh, union address. And he goes, okay, well. Guess what? You had a plan, a trip plan to go to Afghanistan and everything. You can't go there. It's just Just so one. you know, it wasn't you can't do the State of the Union. She said maybe you should postpone it. And that she ruffled his feathers. She said maybe you should postpone it because to have all of the government in one place when you're not paying anyone might For not security. be a safe place right. to be. So he She's lost his shit and pulled a plane well, and then said, you could fly commercial to Brussels and Afghanistan. Okay, right. let me go see if, if JetBlue or even better, Spirit flies into Tonight. Afghanistan. Right. Hey, we'll fly so, you there. We'll, we'll open the door and push you out. We're I think he landing. wins the bigger dick bag contest. Well, I mean, and you his, definitely and won. His, and his <clears throat> approval ratings have gone into the toilet. Everyone in the world is blaming him for the government being shut down. Well, he took he the is, blame. He is... Killing his chance for a re-election. Not that he had much of one to begin with. I, I, I disagree. Don't know. I dis. I. It depends on who the Democrats run. To be quite honest with you, if they run someone like nothing sticks to this fecal mess. Nothing sticks to him. I could stand out in the middle of Fifth Avenue or wherever he said Times nah. Square and shoot someone, and my fans would still be fans. My I, followers would still be followers. I'll tell you why I disagree with this, he because the be only wrong, reason he actually. won in the first place was because many, many, many Democrats stayed home during that election because of the Bernie, the thing over Bernie Sanders, and they, mm-hmm. they weren't going to vote for Hillary, so everybody stayed home. They're not going to make that mistake in 2020. No, they're not. not. And they didn't. They're not going to make that and they, they didn't make that they, mistake in this last election. Yeah, they did not. That's right. Okay, so now listen. And I, there's a podcast I listen to. It's called The Daily. It's from the New York Times. I love to listen to it because it has they have different takes on things. And I'm not going to lie. It's it is a a little. It's a lot left leaning. And they're but they do. I feel some fair reporting. And they were talking about the border and they go down and they talk to the congressman and they talk to sheriffs and everything down there. And they give you a pretty good picture of what's going on down there. And there is an issue and it needs to be 
straightened out. Do we need a, a wall? Some oh, places, you mean at the border down yeah, there? Okay. Yeah. We do we need a wall? Yes. In some places, we do need a wall. All places? No. Do we need better security down there? Yes. So we why don't we? The problem is that we if we if you if the three of us got together, you two liberals and me, we could fix this in half a day. We could straighten this out in half a day with a Junior's cheesecake. I mean, yes. Well, that's what we would eat afterwards. That's just too much money for a damn wall, and it's a really simplistic, as Howard Stern said. It's a really it's a stupid and simplistic solution to a very complicated problem. Yes. Do you know how many tunnels there already are? Like, what do you need a wall for? Well, that's there's tunnels, big, huge tunnels between Mexico and here. Yes. No, they don't yes. give a shit about the wall. And and they're not even. Listen, if you think they're sending drugs through tunnels, that's not even what they're doing. They're hollowing out cars and stuff that they send. Let's say they send 100 pounds of cocaine here. They expect, through the port of Philadelphia came maybe, in legally. Whatever. Yes, it did. They just caught they just caught right. fentanyl coming well, in. Right. So what happens is uh, 100 pounds comes in and, and they're, they're hoping that 10 pounds gets through. They're going to catch 90 pounds. I forget how much money that they say the drug cartels are making. It's like $800 billion. And then I think about all that money. And with all that money, how many people can be paid off? And with all those All of payoffs, them, John. All of them. All of the people all can be those paid payoffs, off. There's no way they're going to stop. This is, it's a joke to even say stop bringing drugs in. It is a joke. Well, it's all an ego thing. Everything it absolutely, and I, I believe on both sides because I watched uh, Speaker Pelosi mm-hmm. sit, talked yesterday. Oh God! Anyhow, um, so as she was talking, I was watching the comments roll by, and they're like, "Yeah, don't give them anything. Don't who with no wall, no wall." And I, I'm like, "Okay, I understand that you don't want to give Donald Trump a win. I don't want to give Donald Trump a win. I hate him. All right, he's uh, my he's the worst president in my lifetime." And he probably will be until the end of my lifetime. I can't believe that anybody else could be worse than him. That being said, we still have issues. And this whole thing where nobody does nothing and nobody's held accountable for it. Either side. Either side. Nobody does nothing. Nobody so, does nothing. Yeah. no, Nobody does nothing. Nobody um, does nothing. That should be the title of this episode. Before this this rabbit hole was that we were at right before the furlough, we were at the airport and going through security. It was the four of us either coming home, going to probably coming home from New Orleans. So, you know, there's the scanner where you put your arms up and they Mm -hmm. scan your whole body. And then there's just the metal detector for wheelchairs and people who can't stand up in that weird position and get their whole body scanned. Look. Sometimes I think I'm funny, sometimes I'm not, but I have tried the same joke on every single TSA person until I get a fucking laugh. I am not going to be happy. <laughs> and I think on my way to New Orleans, I finally got my laugh. I stood in that x-ray booth and my hands were up and I turned around when I got out and I said, can you see my IUD? And nobody laughed. See, Jessica's not laughing. John laughed. All right. So I've done it every time I've been through there. <laughs> once, once I got a laugh and I finally I could stop. But on our way home, the guy, there was a miserable looking little man on the other side of the metal detector who said, who waved me through, come through, come through. Okay. And as I go through, nothing beeps. I'm fine. And I said, can I take my kids through here too? Stuart, meanwhile, of course, is pushing the bags through the conveyor belt. He's not a part of our travel for the most part. 
So he said, sure. Mallory comes in behind me. And then my son is standing on the other side. And he's no longer the, my little boy. He's like six foot one, maybe six two with his hair. Um, and he's he doesn't walk completely upright. He's missing the confidence and the strut of somebody who should be who should have that you're six two. So I said, my other kid, he's like, who is it? Where? And he's looking around for a kid. And he looks over and he sees this tall man. And I go to wave Ethan through too. And back to the days where you would be at a dead show and somebody would walk by you and whisper, mushrooms, and then just disappear. When you go to, when you finally hear what they said and you turn around to find a guy selling mushrooms, there's nobody there. And you're like, what just happened? This guy whispers or says, because we all heard it, no woman but your mother will ever love you as Ethan walks through that metal detector. Get out of here. What did you just say to my kid? And as I turned around to find him, to say, like once it processed in my head, that's a shitty, terrible thing to say to someone. Yeah. In his place was an enormous orange cone in the middle of that um, pass-through, that extra, that pass-through, and he was gone. And I thought, where did he go? Did he just say mushrooms? Did anybody else hear that? And I looked around, and Mallory's hand was over her mouth. And Ethan looked at me and said, what the fuck did he just say to me? We were so horrified that this little man told my son. I said, I'm sure he meant nobody will love you the way your mother does. I'm sure that's what he meant. I'm sure. And Mallory goes, that ain't what he said. That's right. <laughs> thought, oh, good God. Maybe that guy talks like me. Like what is in my mind sometimes doesn't come out of my mouth. It was awful. Speaking of TSA, Melissa was all set to come to PodFest. And then she was like, I'm not going to book my flight until the government reopens. Like, I got to go. I I don't care if I'm walking. Like, I'm committed to go and I have a plane ticket, whether the government's open or not. It's not going to affect your flight. I assure you. Pilots are getting paid. How could you assure me they're closing all of these? They're closing entire terminals at airports. Security is going to be a nightmare, but it's still going to be functioning. I guarantee you it'll be fine. So Sam flew during when she was here over the holidays. It was right after though, right? They no, they were shut down. Okay. And so what they did was they said, "Okay, everybody move over to the right." When she was in the line to get through, and they said, "Because we, we got to get stuff through." They brought dogs in, and they had dogs go by and sniff you. They do that. They've done that before anyway. I've had that. I, I never heard of airport. that. So okay. they had, and then they said, "Okay, everybody go through." So they had dogs sniffing. Well, I think Melissa's just making a stand that nobody cares about. No, I think she doesn't want to book the flight. She doesn't want to be in the airport if the government's shut down. I understand that, but like it's it still makes gonna... me super nervous. The event is happening whether the government's shut down or not. So I guess what I'm saying is like if I don't have the luxury to do that, you shouldn't either and just get on your butt, get off your butt and get on the plane with me. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I got to tell you, if I was a government worker right now, I would really be seriously because every time something every time these nitwits in in Washington decide to have a cock off that I'm the one that they gets punched in the face. So I would have to say, listen, I have a family. I have job. You know, I, I need to make money. I can't worry about you nitwits and your nonsense. Yeah, our friend Bob works for NOAA. He works for the Ocean National Oceanic, right? So he, I think he's the first to fur the furlough every single time. 
I yeah. think. I mean, he then starts posting really weird things on Facebook. I'm like, okay, somebody's not working. <laughs> somebody had time to write an entire full-blown musical and act it out with his kids. So somebody's not working. And I don't know if his wife works. I don't know what his situation is. Yeah, it's horrible. I can't even imagine what that must be like. I don't know his life. And I don't know his life. And everybody in Washington is running around like this is a... I don't know. To me, it seems like it's a game. Like they're chasing. Uh, the other day, they were in Congress. They're running around looking for Mitch McConnell. You know, where's Mitch? Right, right. AOC where? was looking for him to say, right, to talk to him, to get, to have him put f- to a vote. He won't even bring. No, he won't because. Anything he, to the Senate because it would solve a problem. And he wants, all he wants is Trump wall, Trump wall. Right. Because there are Republicans and Democrats, John, who are very willing to work together, but mm-hmm. they have to get through this filter of McConnell. And McConnell will not open that door to let these bills that they've all already voted on and have passed. Fine. Mitch, let them vote on it. And if the president would like to veto what you put through, then let it all come right back to his desk. But having Mitch McConnell, douchebag extraordinaire, be the deciding factor of whether or not people who are willing to work things out can work things out is ridiculous. That's too much power for a very turtlenecked turtle. Right. And I've hit a wall on the political conversation. Yeah, I thought that was coming. So TSA, not a great job. First to furlough. What are your worst jobs you've ever had? Well, I just thought it would be interesting to talk about like what kind of torture we've gone through at work. Like these poor people have to do jobs that are already thankless jobs. Only now they're not getting paid for these jobs. Like it's already a shitstorm to work for the government. Wait, does that mean DMV is not getting paid either? That's state. Imagine, imagine the. That day in hell, just you having to go to the DMV and nobody's getting paid there. They're already cranky. So I thought it would be fun to talk about like what types of thankless bullshit we've had to pull up, put up with as well. Well, we've talked kind of talked about my worst one was when I worked in the deli and they sent me to the kosher section. That was I think we've talked about most of our past jobs before. Right. But then I was also an industrial painter where a conveyor belt would go by with parts on it and you would have to spray paint them. And it's make an sure, I Love Lucy episode. It basically yeah. is. And you had to make sure you spray paint that, painted them as they went by, you know, and you had to be quick and accurate and, you know, you had to know what you were doing. And the th- problem with that job was your life during the day was work. Your life was like two and a half hours at a time. You would work two and a half hours. You get a, a break. Then you would work two and a half hours. You get a lunch. Then you would work two and a half hours, get a break. And then you would work whatever it was at the end. And then the boss said, well, like, guess what? We don't, we're going to do away with the afternoon break. So from 1230 to 430, you were just like for four hours, you just, that's all you heard. So is it the monotony of it that makes it the worst job ever? Just the monotony. Yeah. If they ever had to shut the conveyor belt down, when they shut the conveyor belt down, you're so used to parts going by that when, when they shut it down, you'd have to grab onto something because you felt like you were falling over. Like you're you're on a boat. Yeah. You were like on a boat. It was crazy. So I did that for like three or four years. Wow. It's a yeah. long time for that monotony. Yeah, it is. That was when I... That's a I, long we used, time. We used to listen to the radio. And in the morning, we used to listen to the morning zoo in Philadelphia. I love the morning zoo. And I said, you know something? I'm as funny as these guys. So uh, that's when Wait, I decided... Wait, is this when they would do Preston, Stephen, Marilyn? No, this was John DeBella. Oh, John I remember DeBella. John DeBella. Yes. Got this it. was before Howard Stern came into Philadelphia. Despair. 
Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about the job I had where I was supposed to sell T-shirts with logos on them and I showed up for the first day and that's when he decided to tell me that I also had to clean the toilets on Fridays? No. Really? no. It's that small of an office where you were also the cleaning lady? It was me and the boss and maybe one other salesperson. He smoked in the office. Classy. It was in Elkton. Ooh, home of the KKK. Nice. Yes. And I got pulled over by a cop one time and I was scared for my life. And like, yeah, the first day he was like, well, so I don't know if I told you, but this job requires you to clean the toilet. There's the brush. There's the soap. You'll do it on Fridays and then also wash the window in the front. Funny you did not mention that upon hiring in the sales department. I worked for two weeks and then left and and left a resignation letter on my desk. He never paid me. Oh. I worked for two weeks and I had two small children. I was a single mom. Oh. He never paid how me. You, it was how like does seventeen. That happen? You just don't. You don't it was go like to seven. The... I went to I went to unemployment. Obviously, never did anything. It was like seventeen hundred dollars. I was like oh. $700. Oh, I was so angry. And That's then painful. there was the job I had. I told you about the job where I was a marketing person for them, but also had to make tea for visitors oh. and bring it on a tray. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they hired me to be the marketing person and do ads and stuff. But since I was the only person that spoke English and didn't have an accent, they had me answering the phones, which is fine. But then one day the boss introduced me as the secretary, which I was really irked about and then and then they were like here i'm gonna teach you how to get the tea and i was like what tea well they were all chinese so like when somebody comes they had green tea you know and it was like a whole tray and cups and a pitcher and you know they have a whole thing about tea because they're chinese of course they do so not being sarcastic just it's a fact and but i was annoyed not only that i was introduced as the secretary but like how did i spend all that money and time in college to be getting tea for your guests like that's the part that was driving me crazy like i was just like my father spent so much money on my education and i'm answering the phone and getting tea this feels like a secretary job let's, not let's, the ad let's i not do this anymore yeah like, I, I think exactly. between the three of us we've had about 30 million jobs yeah now, i know we can remember the shitty things like john's elevator full of shit like all all the things Indeed. we've done which are are horrible at those jobs. I worked for an accountant who made me bill every seven minutes that I worked to a different client. And I thought, this seems dishonest. Um, so all of these all of these jobs, what do you think they remember about us? Oh my do you remember God. that one girl who was so mad about the tea? Do you remember that guy who smelled shit and ran away? Do you remember that? What, like, what do they remember? <sighs> she couldn't even figure out that she worked, answered a phone. Whoever was on the other end was who she billed that seven minutes to. Like, what do they remember about us? That tall girl who a, liked to snack? <laughs> I had a hotel that hired me to figure out how to put their reservation system online. And I did all the research and figured it out and made a report. And then like, they never had time to like look at it. Or hear my suggestions. And I don't know if they could just sense my irritation or what, but I was sitting around not doing anything, waiting for them to have time to do it for weeks at a time until, I mean, nothing really came to a head. I was just like, are you guys, oh, we have an opportunity. I started showing them the options. They were like, this isn't really what we were looking for, but we'll think about it. Thanks for all the work you did on this. And then she said, you are terrible with people. You're not a people person at all. So that's how they remember me as someone who's like not good with people. I think in the elevator business, I, I was one of I those. That's shocking. I was shocked. They wanted to get rid of me, but I did such a good job. They really couldn't. Uh-huh. Sorry. Know? Sorry to disappoint you. I'm good at what I do. Yeah. I had that 
they kept trying to bury me with a different different job and this and that, and I would always end up doing it. And they're like, you can do that too. I have too many I had chins. A, I had a job. <laughs> I had a job for the Association for Retarded Citizens at Del- in Delaware, and my job was to recruit uh, for a friend to friend gig where you go and you visit someone in a group home and you spend social time with one of the citizens, as they like to call them. Like we're citizens. all citizens. They're we're all citizens. So I went to this group home and I met with these like seven adults who live there. And then I went to corporations to pitch this program, the friend to friend program to get, you know, pick them up at the house, go to McDonald's, let him pay and and just have like an afternoon or two hours talking to him or an hour a week or whatever it was. And I did great on the out in the field side and the follow up side. And for some reason, they I think they couldn't afford how big it was getting. They couldn't afford all of these people and and paying my salary and going out to these companies. They just expected me to maintain a database of 15 people who've been doing it when I had like almost 200 people who were saying I can give an hour. I made it a hour a month instead of an hour a week. It was just too much of a commitment for people. It was scary for them. So dip your toe in. You might like this person. You might want to take them to a ball game and that's many hours. Or So they said, this isn't what we had in mind. We're going to terminate you. And I'm like, are they going to kill me? Like, I didn't really understand. <laughs> I've always worked nonprofit. I've never been fired. I'm giving them exactly what they asked for. I think they're going to kill me. Like, I really no! did not understand that this was my last day of work. So I, I'm like, they're standing there watching me. Like, I'm going to steal from the Association of Retarded Citizens. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you're watching me? Like, what's happening? It was the worst day ever. It was horrible. I got fired. It was horrible. Is that the only time you ever got fired? Yeah, that's it. Huh. I've been fired. I mean, I got downsized in my last job. They they closed a classroom, so we all had to scamper and go somewhere, and I couldn't commit to full time. So that was the end of my gig, but I didn't get fired. I got fired from that job. It was really upsetting. It's still upsetting just talking about it. I'm still upset about it. How long ago was that? Uh, 95. Wow. I think it's time to get over it. Time. Do you know what would you. do? You know what would help me get over it? Oreos. No, I don't, uh, Mal- Malamars might. Uh, Bailey's might. But also having a mantra. Do either one of you have a mantra? No. That was the worst segue ever. Anything you say to yourself, fuck you. Anything you say to yourself that's of comfort or helps you get through shit. A mantra, like a traditional mantra. Well, not, I mean, not traditional, any type of mantra, because I'm going to, I'm going to enlighten you on mantra in a second. I well, can't John wait. seems like he has one. No. No, you I have sure? No. Most of the time I'm thinking to myself, when can I eat? When can I eat? I did that this morning, actually, because I don't eat till noon now and we record at noon. So I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm going to have to eat something before or I'm going to die. When can I eat? That's not a helpful mantra, though. Followed by, what am I going to eat? It's when am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? Sometimes the mantra is, it's okay because I'm not the fattest person in this room. But that only works if you're really not the fattest person in the room. I always am. I'm always the only person in the Get room. So, <laughs> so that really doesn't really work on, on much. So in the very least likely place in the entire world, I discovered something helpful. Let me tell you what it is before I tell you where I discovered it. Please think of three words. 
three things that you like about yourself? I have to have three? Yes, it's two. a mantra. It's a mantra. You need three. Three okay, things three. that you like about yourself. Okay. Repeat them. I don't Do you want to share them? I'm sure our dear listener would love to hear your three things. You first, Jess. I'll go last. Funny, smart, and intuitive. Funny, smart, and intuitive. Fun, that is your mantra. And if you repeat that and you are reinforcing the things you like about yourself, you are more likely to be pr- productive. You are more likely to remain calmer, which I'd like to be because I know I've discussed inside my head there's sometimes a person who's just screaming, what the fuck, <laughs> almost all the time. And that that is your mantra. Funny, smart, intuitive. Funny, smart, intuitive. All right. I like that. So what are your three words? John? <laughs> I, I would go funny, common sense. That's a kind of a word for me. Funny, common sense. And then the last one would be work ethic. So in other words, I have a good work ethic. Like when... Let's just say hardworking. Hardworking. Hardworking, funny, common sense. I don't believe I'm smart, book smart, because Melissa's constantly uh, correcting my grammar on here. But you said you're sharp as a fucking tack on Jeopardy. Yeah, I am. Usually. So that's got nothing to do with my nitpicky raised by a pack of wolves who cannot tolerate grammar issues. Okay. That's got nothing to do with it. I'm just saying. Because like the other last week when I was exhausted because I had worked from 8 o'clock in the morning until 9 o'clock at night, and I had one more show to edit, which was the show <laughs> to go out on Friday, and I said to Jessica, hey, listen, I'm going to do this tomorrow morning. It'll go out uh, Tuesday, but it won't be first thing Tuesday. And she's like, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it and all. Then I sent the same text to Melissa, and she says, what did you say? What did you send back? Probably, oh. No, I sent back as you wish. As you wish. As you wish. Which is wish. from the Princess Bride. Okay. So then I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's uh, disappointed. The fact that you're thinking at all is about as you wish. It's okay. Not, not that. As you wish, which was just basically saying, well, if you have to, then no, that's fine. No, that's not at all what it was saying. So I stayed up until two o'clock in the morning. He just knows you. That's not even close to what I was saying. That's not even true. To get the show out by six. <laughs> I had four that's hours crazy. to spare. That's crazy. That's, I don't know if that's work ethic or mental illness. That's you being <laughs> crazy because that is, that is not at all what I said. When's the last time you saw The Princess Bride? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, you should rewatch that and realize that if anything, I was being supportive of what worked for you as opposed to, I want my show out on time. Nothing like that. Jess, did that sound supportive? No. As you wish didn't sound supportive? <laughs> no. No, it did not. No, it sounds like you're like, whatever, man. As That's you wish. That's kind of like, as you I wish. I prefer to be out at 6 Dick. o'clock in the morning like it normally is. Oh, I didn't want to make this change. Now Marissa, I tell you what, most things you say, you could add the word dick at the end, and it would be the true sound. I'm a fortune cookie. Um, John, after you watch The as Princess Bride again... Dick. Dick. <laughs> After you watch The Princess Bride again, yes. I will be available for your apology. Dick. Okay. <laughs> I'm right, aren't I? No. I will be available for your apology, Dick, once you list- watch The Princess Bride again and realize how wrong you were and how I was being supportive. Okay. Dick. <laughs> 
I already put it in there. Dick. All right. So on Facebook, they have that new thing. You 10 years ago and you now facial yeah. recognition has yes. sparked, has been done so that they can further do facial recognition and hack your software. No. Like nobody, yes. Nobody is Come learning on. to not answer those quizzes with the street you grew up on and answer all of the answers to all of the yeah. questions for your social security number for facial recognition you're just making it so much easier to hack into your shit by filling out all these quizzes okay but but did you okay, see mariah's but. answer though i did not mariah posted a picture two pictures side by side the same picture that had been taken that day and she wrote i don't know what this challenge is time is not a thing i acknowledge She's a weirdo. Oh, she is, but wow, like, look at her. That was the most diva thing said ever. I don't acknowledge time. What about gravity, Mariah? <laughs> oh, she does acknowledge that. Do you that. acknowledge gravity? She's had lap band surgery, hasn't she? I have no idea, but I'll tell you what. I don't acknowledge time anymore. Thank you very much, Mariah Carey. I'm 30. I didn't realize that we could do that. I didn't realize it could either, but now that I know, I feel so free. You know, it's funny when people say identify as, I thought to myself, you know what that really actually says? I'm not. So whenever you have to tell somebody you identify as, basically you're saying, I'm not. Are you changing the subject? Because I wasn't done. I think I'm, I'm going to declare Saturdays to be 36 hours. Long. Really? I thought well, time's not something time. I acknowledge. All right. I get you. All right. What were you saying? What? Why are we talking about genders again? I, I wasn't. I, I <laughs> How do we said, get back to the subject that makes Melissa crazy? No, I just said identify as like if you identify as like if I identify as whatever, basically what I'm saying, I'm not right. No or wrong. No, I, I you're saying I that you are so. this. It's not saying I'm not. It's saying I am. If you have to tell somebody you identify as you're basically telling them I'm not. I'm not. But now I'm identifying as. No? No. I identify as a woman. Are you saying I'm not a woman? Yeah, that makes no sense. I identify as a woman. But you wouldn't identify as a woman because everybody knows you're a woman. But with masculine tendencies. If if I decided to say, you know what? Today I am identifying as an Oreo cookie. I'm basically saying I'm not an Oreo cookie. Find me a room with padded walls. This is like one of those logics that goes A plus B equals F. No, I don't think so. Yes, it is, because I, I identify, identify as a woman, as and I am a, a fucking woman. I identify as a Jew. Guess what? I am a Jew. Yeah, I don't know, John. That All right, well, no if sense, I identify brother. as a Jew. Okay, so I guess what it is is if you, you identify just identified as, as an Oreo fucking cookie. So nobody right. I think what you're trying to, you to say is if you say you identify as something and John Buchanan doesn't agree, then what you're saying is you're not that right. thing. For example, I identify as black. Right. If you don't agree with that, then therefore I'm not really black. That's true. Yeah, it's saying I'm right? not. It's yes. really just a John's world kind yes. of statement. It is. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's absolutely. It's how I get through my day. Right. By the way, I don't identify as black, Without, so I don't get the I'm hate banging mail. my head against the table. That's how I get through my day. When I see stuff online. How about Cra- crazy listen, nonsense? Here's the thing. I've noticed now also that besides facial recognition software, they're learning to aggravate us with stuff in our feed. So the more stuff you comment on that aggravates you, the more shit you'll see that aggravates you. So if I were you, I would start hiding that stuff because I never see the stuff that aggravates me because I completely ignore it or I hide it or I unfriend that person. So if I were you, I would start doing that because it's not worth spending the whole day aggravated about stuff that you 
don't agree with, don't want to think about, get urged by. Like, I, it's just not worth it to me. Like the Gillette commercial? Like that. Please don't that tell me that you me. have a problem with the Gillette commercial. Do you really have a problem with but it? You know, John will. I, I'm saying, not. I'm saying. Here's the thing about the Gillette commercial. I agree with everything that they are trying to promote. I agree that we should pause. be. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? I said, hit stop, hit pause. We'll leave it right there. I agree with everything oh. they're trying to promote. Yay. End of show. Dun, dun, no, dun, I dun, just dun. believe that they, <laughs> I, I just felt like it was like, like they're talking down to men. And so, I said this on my other podcast, and I'll say it here. I'll tell you right now. I think women, they like a guy who's masculine. They don't like a guy who's not masculine. Masculine's not the same as douchebag. They're more attracted to a masculine man than they are a non-masculine man. Now, listen, you have now taken the word masculine and made it into a term that that men are sex abusers and hold on there's a difference between masculine and toxic masculinity the ad is addressing toxic masculinity not masculinity there's a difference it just felt preachy to me especially from a razor company it can feel preachy that's fine okay so let me just share something with you like dove and all these other like all these other products that i won't use so all these other commercials are like be your best self. Let your true self shine through. Don't You don't have to wear makeup. You don't need clothes. You're beautiful the way you are. Women are like... Women, 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 women. All right, right, that's cool. Men, be your best selves. Do the thing you're meant to do. Men. What the fuck? Don't, don't tell me how to be a man. Don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking get over yourselves. Well, you know, the white man is being persecuted right now. So They don't. are. Absolutely, they are. Here's what toxic masculinity is. Violence homophobia misogynism sexism that's toxic masculinity you don't want which, to relate to that what no, gillette I don't is saying to that. is don't it, fucking go there that's yes. it that has nothing to do with masculine of course we like masculine men i don't want a feminine man right who the fuck wants that uh. no thank you but i don't want a toxic man either and i've had my share of them and it sucks you're not a toxic man, so why would you look at a commercial that says "Don't be toxic" and be like "Fuck you, man"? That makes Don't no tell me sense. what to do. It didn't bother me. I just felt it just felt preachy. It just felt preachy to me. Like every commercial aimed at a woman ever. Okay, who writes them? Men. Men. And this whole thing about women being with makeup and everything and all that—that that, that's on you, ladies. You're the ones that do that. We don't care. You're doing that for you. If there was no men tomorrow, your beauty regimen would not change. You wouldn't go back to being natural or anything like that. Men don't care about their appearance that much. That's why I they... don't think you're right about that. Mm, really? Do you, would I still I think there well, would be a lot less shaving. Yeah, definitely January Harry would last all year long. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a full year project. Well, okay, so who do you think men want you to shave your armpits? Yes. Also, I don't know that I'd still wear makeup. Would you wear makeup if there were no men? I don't really wear that much makeup anyway, as it is now. I mean, I don't either. I mean, but... So what do you do for men? See, here's the thing. So I think that if there was a man-free world, I wouldn't do it. I think the reason I do it is because I have to look to some... I have to be at some standard just in daily life because since there are men around... I think the men are judging me, and I think the women are judging me for not being attractive to men. 
so first of all, the men are judging you if you're okay. I really believe that women judge women harshly about their their looks more than men do. I agree quite with you. That's all. I do not disagree. Don't pin that on us, because if we weren't here, you'd still do the same thing. We would do half of what we do. We would. Do I the think same women thing. wear makeup because when they're really good friends with a man and they're standing in a group of men and somebody pretty walks by and they go, "Holy shit, that girl's hot," and it's kind of like, uh, well, you know, then you want to try and look like that person so that they say that about you and not what the fuck's wrong with Jessica? She looks sick today. Okay, I don't want anybody to think I look sick, but I don't care. I don't care if somebody says I think she looks hot. I would be I like, obviously, I don't care if someone thinks I look hot, but I'm just saying, like, there's just this pressure to be as hot so, as possible. What societal pressure is that? Where, where does it come from? When I don't know. It, it could just be vanity. Maybe I'm just vain as yeah, shit. I, I'm saying, yeah. I think Carly Simon wrote you a song. I know. I think that song was about me. If I'm standing there with a bunch <laughs> of women, what's that? I missed. She it. said, "I think that song was about me." <laughs> I have to cut myself out of that because I talked over that. Oh, it was really good. All right. So if I was standing with a bunch of women and this hot guy walked by me and they went, oh, look at that. I would look and I say, yeah, he's a good looking guy. I wouldn't say, all right, well, I better get on the treadmill and I better do this and I better do that. That's a normal response. I would have the same response. Do you see me on a treadmill? Jessica's was just shy of normal. Do you see me on a treadmill? No, I'm just saying I would not try to. I wouldn't try to. Put makeup on or, or anything like that. I just want to feel pretty. I and I don't pretty. know why. I want to feel so pretty. pretty. I just want to feel a little I bit pretty. pretty. To be noticed? And gay. And I think because I'm already noticed. And I don't want to be noticed for looking like a cross between someone's Jewish grandmother and Jabba the Hutt. All right. And I feel like so that's my current look. You really look. think the singing and why we're talking is really the... <laughs> I'm sure you'll cut podcast. me out anyway. It doesn't matter. You want to feel pretty. That's that's great. And that makes you feel better. That doesn't really have, doesn't really affect anything other than that, than how you feel about you. I think men get their, what's the word I'm looking for here? Panties in a bunch? No, no. Boner? Uh, they get their Boner? self-esteem. <laughs> self-esteem. Oh, not at all. Oh, that. Oh, I think men get their self-esteem through achievements and st- not through looks. And I think women's self-esteem is through looks. And it's not, and you can't blame that on men. I, see, I know a lot of men who spend some serious time in front of a mirror to look like they don't spend any time in front of the mirror. I knew men in college who put on more cover-up over a zit here and there than, than I wore since the day I was born. Like I, I know many men who also find who find that payoff and that and for every one of them there's me who does nothing right so so there's no men do and women do i think there's a cocktail the same way you said women don't want a feminine man there are women who look for everything there's a lid for every pot there there's such a variety of people out there which is what makes the world such an interesting place except for the incels you know what an incel is involuntary celibate these are the guys that are in their their parents' basements that can't get Who are get mad a girl. at women because they won't have sex with them. Those yes. guys. I just saw a TV show about that. It was very disturbing. Yes. Hey, so. as, as we uh, come towards the end of this episode, I want to say a huge thank you to a listener of ours, Lisa Rowe, who was so wonderful and sent me... Do you remember last week or two weeks ago, I was kind of... 
I don't want to say complaining, but hearkening back to the day, you said it for me, when we would get holiday gifts and my father would bring home a four-pound bag of pistachios that we would work on for however long. She sent me a four-pound bag of pistachios. Are you kidding me? Was that not the nicest thing that has ever happened to anyone? She's a friend of yours, right? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. So she listened to the podcast and she said, Melissa wants pistachios. I will send her. She's fucking delightful. So she thought and did acted upon and, and she was, she has made me and my whole family so happy uh, as we close up this holiday season. So I did want to say thank you so much for that. But I also want to talk about gifting. Gifting has really, really, really changed I mean, even as even like if I look at my nieces and nephews and my kids, it started out with like, I'm going to give your kid a drum set. I'm going to give your kid a gift, like a real hands-on gift. Was that when Toys R Us was a real store? Maybe. Then it came to, let me write a check and you'll get whatever you want for yourself or I'll give it to your parents. And if they put it in your college fund because you have enough fucking toys anyway, does it even get to you? Then there's the, you're old enough to go on Amazon. Here's an Amazon gift card. I think you could spend and get whatever you want there. Now it's Venmo. We just Venmoed. What's Stuart's Venmo? Nieces I thought that was a video nephews. thing. No, Venmo is is a money transfer from my account to your account. Okay. I'm just giving you money. So a bunch of you go out to dinner. You and a bunch of friends go out to dinner. You pay the bill. Everybody Venmos you. They're, they're part of it. Nobody carries cash anymore. It's just going from my bank account to your bank account and the money I just love Venmo. Whoosh, Oops, sorry. Venmo's uh, <laughs> <laughs> She just woke up. Sorry. She just woke Well, but she woke up I at the right ate time. I the microphone. She she woke up at the right time cuz Venmo's awesome. So so it went from the super well thought out gift in your hands to here's here's 50 bucks. Go pay your bills or do whatever you want with it or however you want to spend it. And it's hmm. genius. But Gifting has, my point is, it's completely changed. It's unrecognizable. It's more of a payback system than it is anything else. Do you still get gifts? I did for Christmas and I guess for birthdays. Uh, You sent me a gift. You sent me a Dunkin' Donuts card, which I appreciate very much in the morning, especially when I I wake up and I look in the creamers, uh, the date on the creamers past due. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts this morning. And then but, your phone yes. dings and says, guess what? You actually have money thoughtful. there. I didn't send mm-hmm. you guys Christmas gifts, did I? No, no. why would you? Um, but I did buy you a birthday present. And speaking of that, we got to figure out if we're going to go. Who is it? Is it Louis C.K.? Bill Burr. Bill Definitely Burr. not. Sorry. C.K. I, just, I couldn't remember. It was Bill Burr, if you want to go still. Sure. Bill Burr is hilarious. Because I thought they he canceled, right? Yeah, that's coming up quickly, isn't it? Okay. They rescheduled it, yeah. All right. right. I think we're hitting our stride here. Yeah, go ahead, Melissa. What do we say when we're ready to leave? Wrap it up, slip it, rub it down. Oh, no. Thank you guys so much for listening to Brilliant Observations today. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would either give us a review, share it with your friends, tell us by emailing us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. You can see our show notes at brilliantobservations.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Listen Brilliant. Thank you so much. 
Again, for Wait. listening, thank you so much to John and Melissa for showing up Jess, and being hilarious, as always. What? How would you prefer to get a gift? Would you prefer an Amazon gift card? Would you prefer a gift? What would you prefer? It depends on who's giving me the gift. I would probably prefer a gift card. I don't know. Not your husband. A friend. I don't have a preference. Elsie sent John- me a gift card for my birthday. Okay. Um, if she to had what? sent me a gift, I would have been Sephora, but I would have been equally <laughs> as grateful if she had just sent something from, you know, if she just sent me a gift because I would like she's given me gifts before and I love them. Even if it's something I would never use or buy myself, I love it because she bought it for me. Yeah. So I, I like the Amazon gift card. kind of Amazon? Idea. Yeah, because I basically I buy most of my stuff from anyhow. I mean, I do and- too. But the thing is. It's easier to buy someone a gift card. Like, if I bought you something that I thought you might like, like, what if I bought you something nice for you to have in the dungeon? Like, you would like it because I I picked it out for you. So, but sometimes the point is to give someone something that they can buy. You know, like, I do, I do gift cards when I want someone to purchase something for themselves, specifically. Does that make sense? My daughter got me a, a plaque that says Man Cave. And I'm going to put it that. right over my shoulder here. So when, when I'm awesome. doing the videos, it says Man Cave. It'll so, definitely be better than whatever birds are flying over your head right now. It's the eagles. Good. How dare you? It's oh. not an eagle. No, she's looking at your hat, too. Wait, oh, that's so, a blue the, jay. I was Jess just had a birthday two days ago. Did you get other things for your birthday? My husband's going to take me away, I think, Saturday night. And no, I didn't get anything else. Just something from Elsie. I think my dad sent me he sang $2 to you. bills. And he sang to me. I had a couple of people sing to me. But yeah, no. I sang I, to you. I don't, yeah, you say to me, I don't really need, I don't, what do I need? I don't need gifts. No, I'm just wondering at our age, and I just lumped you, I made you no. older, do people even give gifts anymore? And just so you know, I'm at Venmo at, <laughs> just send me cash. Just kidding. I'm not, don't see that. I mean, I would not, I think it would be weird if somebody sent me money. I thought it was nice that she sent me Sephora gift. You know, it's just like a token. It's a token. And, that and she knows nice. you, that you like to spend, you know, all of your income at Sephora. I That's don't think, right. I don't think birthday is really gifts. I think if I got married or had a baby, it would be nice to have a gift from someone who gives a shit about you. All right. Well, happy birthday to you, Jessica. Thanks. I don't want that yes, opportunity to pass. I hope Thank it was you. a great birthday. You're 30 it was. again because time doesn't fucking 30 matter. 30 again because I don't acknowledge time anymore. Add a girl. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys so much. See you next Bye. time. One, press record. All right. Say hello, Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Jessica. Hello. Okay, good. Now I can. All right. So the funniest thing that I I heard was Mark and Melissa, uh, Mark and Jessica were recording their first episode of the podcast. And I've been recording now with Jessica and Elsie for, I don't know, two years at least. Four. Four. We've been doing it for four years. Yeah. Okay. And what happens is I record on my I record a track which is called a sync track. So in other words, when you guys talk, and then you record on your own. So when I say say hello, say hello, then I just take your hellos and I line them up with the sync track. But back in the day, I would take my headphones and I would put it across. I would put it on my microphone and I would have them clap. And what would happen was that clap would go on my track, and it would also be on their track. So I would have Elsie clap, then I would have Jess clap. So now. She's trying to tell him how to sync the track up. <laughs> the f- no, we don't clap at the same time. I'm like, well, then what the fuck is the difference? I need something 
They have to clap at the same time, or you have to go five, four, and the other person goes three, two, one. So let's say tomorrow I get hit by a bus, and you ladies want to continue the show, and you're going to record by yourselves. You would do this recording, and as you started, Melissa would go five, four, and then Jess would go th- join in and go three, two, one, and that way your editor could line up the three, two, one, and you guys would be your tracks would be aligned. No one could replace you, John. Oh, I'm sure. No if I get hit by a bus tomorrow or if, if my heart seizes up tonight, th- this show wouldn't even miss an episode. I know that That's to be true. That's not true. true. No. Oh, it, would, it wouldn't even miss an episode because Melissa is into consistency. <laughs> we, then it would definitely be a tribute episode, if nothing else. It would be complete tribute to you. Uh, well, I like That's good. I know. That's nice. You like the thought of that? I do like the thought of that. All right. Episode Red- 74, John Buchanan's. <laughs> Not that I'm predicting your demise by 74, but. Yeah, I've only see. got 10 weeks, nine weeks left. 11, make 11 weeks. Good, make them a good 11 weeks. I will. All right, ladies, let's hit it. <laughs> 